everybody for joining Full Send Sports. Full Send Sports interview for our episode four, Clash of the 91s. Uh, without any further ado, world's strongest woman, eight-time world record holder, Nadia Stowers. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's uh, long overdue. I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time, but we're going to talk about the 91s a little bit today because this is actually the first competition that you've done, if memory serves correctly, since the world record attempt at Clash on the Coast, right? Um, no, I did Clash of the 82s back in April. And so oh, now that's I'm back. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crossover from that because you won that one, right? No, I came in third. Third? What the heck, Nadia? How can you come in third at any show right now? More You're just experience. killing it out there. You're killing it. I've been watching your training for, well, just every day, right? I'm always on Instagram. I'm watching what you're doing. Um, you. You're probably better suited to be a 91 anyhow, aren't you? Did you have to come in to lose a lot of weight for that show? Or where do you feel more comfortable? But I actually um, would need to bulk because right now I'm probably sitting at 175. So I wouldn't oh, wow. have to come down from anything. I'm not even close to 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So it, you you naturally are a better 81 than or suited to be an 81 as opposed to a 90. Or 82 I am an 81, um, but I love challenges. And then being a pro, you're thrown in with the heavyweights anyway. So it's really nothing different in my mind. I'm just like, okay, it's just another show, um, like another pro show. So I'm not scared. It's just fun for me. It's challenging. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, and I agree. I think a lot of a lot of both men and women would agree with you on that count. You know, sometimes it's just about competing and having these different challenges that you're kind of accepting as a pro strong woman or person. Um, and certainly we're seeing that more. And there's more opportunity to see that nowadays, which is great as well. Certainly what Clash is doing, bringing on this series to really showcase all these other athletes and all these other groups. Uh, it's right. just got to be a nice a nice thing, right, as a competitor right now to be a part of the scene. It is. Um, I actually really enjoy what Clash is doing because um, it's just it's a different vibe from, like, the federations um, where they can kind of – they do their own thing. They make their own – technically they make their own rules. They make their own promotions. They can kind of blast it how they want to. And uh, just from my own personal experience, Clash has really been about the athlete. So as long as they have competitions, I'll be there. Always super nice. Always very accommodating. Um, so it's just a great experience overall when you go to these Clash shows. Yeah, it certainly is a nice to have all these on the calendar. It seems like every week we're, we're really getting an opportunity to enjoy not just hearing about it or, or watching how we normally would watch these athletes prepare for competitions. But now, thanks in large part to ADL Live and their partnership mm -hmm. with Clash, I mean, every Saturday to me is like football. It's like a weekend in football. You know, I get to go to a great event for a few bucks and I, I get to watch like the 80s was just amazing. I don't know if you watch some of the more recent competitions, but we we tend to forget as as spectators and as consumers are big fans of this sport that there's just so much variety, which to me has just yeah. been a blessing. That's uh, that's another thing that Clash is really emphasizing is um Strong men, like you think strong men, you think the big, the heavy guys, um, like the heavyweights. And so they're actually showing everybody that, hey, we have middles, we have lights, we have this, we have that. And so they're showing all of the different levels of strong men because not all of us are going to be a heavyweight or all of us can't reach 300 plus pounds. Like, but I want to do it too. So they're showing all these different categories. They're giving all these different weight classes the same opportunities as the heavyweights. So I really believe that's why it's getting so much um, traction because like, hey, I'm an 82 and there's a show just for me. So they're making everybody feel yeah. special in that way. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, you know, we, we, we kind of beat the drum a little bit, but the common man, the common woman, you know, the idea that I maybe wasn't blessed with giant sized genetics. I can have a sport <laughs> that I could be a part of because I just like lifting heavy stuff, you know, and 
that kind of is where it all starts. But where did it all start for you? I mean, let's have a little backstory here because I've been looking forward to talking with you for quite some time. I know I know a little bit about it, but I'd like to hear it again. How how did you get started in the sport? Where did you sort of find your way into strong woman? What's led it? What led you down this path? Uh, well, this you can be 100% accredited to my coach and close friend, Jacob Finnerty. I'm actually the owner of the gym that I'm sitting in right now. Um, I started out going to like regular gyms, the camp transformations. Um, from there, I met a couple of friends. They're like, hey, we're doing a Spartan race. And I was like, okay, I was new to the fitness journey. That sounded fun. Um, and so it just so happens that the other half of our group that we met at the Spartan race, Jacob was in it. And so I had never met anybody his size. I'd never seen anybody look like him. So I was just kind of just almost fascinated, like, what do you do? And so about a year later, uh, he opened up a gym. We kind of kept in contact. I came and saw the gym. First one to sign up, I was the first member. Um, he invited me to compete and literally was like, what are you strong for? And I honestly was like, I have no idea. I just lift just to lift for fun. Yeah. Um, so he had a competition um, up in San Credo. It was one of the Stones of Strength. Went and watched them. Everybody had kilts, throwing rocks around, throwing giant dumbbells. I'd never seen things as big in my life. And then just watching him, hearing the passion, hearing the grunts, the grind. And I was just like, I need to do this. And so uh, from there, uh, he took me on as his very first strongman client. He'd never taught wow. strongman before when he competed. So I was like, hey, whatever you know, just teach me and we'll figure this out together. So uh, being the first was kind of the guinea pig for everybody else. Like, okay, this works, this does not work. Or we're just kind of like, you know, making the pathway for everybody after me. And so uh, here we are almost five years later, still doing the same thing. I've stuck with them. As you can see, his coaching works, is passionate. Uh, we've built this gym practically together now because uh, he lets me take the reins. I now manage the gym when he's not here. I take care of the member services and everything. So. Just because wow. of meeting him at that Spartan race, he's not only got me into strong woman, strong man, finding myself, but now I've found uh, my future, my future career here within his gym. Wow. Uh, talk about a match made in heaven, right? I mean, first off, Jacob's really? a huge <laughs> man. Let's be clear about that. He's giant. Um, so you're he's right by looking at him and going, who the heck is this guy? What does he do? Uh, when I met yeah. him, of course, with you out at Clash, I was looking up at him the whole time. Um, <laughs> and boy, what a great pick for him to have his very first client turn into the world's strongest woman. Uh, which is very cool. So whatever the formula was and in, in the chemistry between you two, it is certainly proven to be a success. And obviously now you're just replicating that, right? The team's growing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so he now lets me, well, I've been a, a coach probably for about the past two years. And so now he lets me bring clients in here and it's literally basically everything that he taught me. I'm now teaching my people so that everybody who comes to big is consistent. Everybody who comes to big, whether it's me, whether it's Jacob, you all have that same experience. You all get the same coaching. You're all going to get the same results. Um, so like literally, like you said, I feel like it was a match made in heaven. Not only is he my coach, he's my mentor. He's really my best friend. Like we harass each other all day. We're here like 13 hours a day. So, you know, you start to get, pick on each other's nerves and stuff. But we are always having a great time and just building this gym, competing. And we're really just getting started. We haven't even cracked the surface yet. Yeah, I would say so, right? Five years, it's not like you're long in the tooth or anything. And there's a lot of work to do and there's a lot of things to accomplish, both on a personal and professional level, uh, you know, with your own training and with your own success as a strong woman, but certainly with the business that you guys have built together and the opportunity now to kind of flourish with this sport and we'll flourish with strength sports because we're certainly in a very cool era right now where we've got all this light shining on us. And I keep my fingers crossed every day that we can keep this momentum going because I'm sure just in five years that you've been a part of the sport, you've really had to witness this from the ground up and see what's been going on. 
especially from the strong woman point of view, because like strong man's been around for a little while. So people kind of know it's kind of established. Um, but strong woman really started maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. We had our Christian roads. We had our Leifas. Um, Ashley Crawford was up and coming. So it's still just like those were the pioneers of strong woman. Sure. Not even that long ago. I've only been competing for five years. We we're talking about 10, 15 total. So strong women's so new. Uh, just in the time I've been competing, women are now getting paid. Women are now getting into uh, WS. They're now getting to Giants Live. So all those shows that weren't wow. for women, they're now bringing into those categories because they see we're coming. And we're actually probably coming in harder and faster than the men are because they're not expecting us. <laughs> well, I, I would totally agree with that. You know, I, I've, I've been preaching it on my show for over a year now. One of the most, my biggest, I should say my the thing that I'm the biggest fan of in our community, of course, is the growth of strong women. I mean, the type of numbers we're seeing, the type of, I mean, just you're reaching these, these benchmarks so quickly and we're seeing it evolve right before our eyes. We're a part of this era where we're really watching history being made almost every week. It seems right now with the women's strong woman scene. And uh, I think it's pretty, I think it's fascinating. And I really think we need to attribute the growth of this sport to, in large part to what the women are doing, to be honest with you. I think I've seen bigger women's classes at shows in the last three years than I ever thought I would see in the last 15 years. Right. And a perfect example of that is I'm going up to Great Lakes to cover the Great Lakes Strongman uh, up there with George Bullard in Traverse City, Michigan. And I think he's got close to 60 or 70 women competing in that show, which is crazy. That's almost a record for me because um, sometimes even up today, the most we have competing in a certain class is maybe 10. So to have yeah. 60 to 70 is absolutely mind-blowing. And that's that just shows the growth right there. Just the one it example. Really does. Yeah, it really does. It, it's crazy. And, and and again, what we're witnessing on that end of it, you know, to kind of talk about who you've had an opportunity to compete with and are going to compete with this weekend. Um, you know, we got a lot of flavor in the women's class. We got the intensity <laughs> of the Hannah Lindsay's out there, who of course, you know, don't even get near her. It's like you're 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 <laughs> You stay away from her. She competes pissed off. And you've got the cooler, more calmer demeanors in the Corey Butlers. And you've got a lot of, uh, you know, you've got that more stern sort of methodical approach like yourself. I mean, we get a lot of flavor, a lot of personality. And I think that's what really lends to how a lot of us appreciate both the women's side of it as much as the men's now is that we're looking at you ladies doing things that, again, I, I think you're humbling a lot of dudes out there. I don't want to make this a sexist thing, but it's it's fair to say that to some degree, I would think. I think so. And um, I would like to think that the women's numbers, like climbing as they are, is actually pushing the heavyweight numbers. If you notice, theirs are getting ridiculous. Yes. But it's like you can't have the middleweight women with the 650 yoke and the heavyweight men with the 800 No, like, no. The, the portions are way off. So you got to, now you guys have thousand pound yokes. So they almost are at 700 pounds. So crazy. Our mates are pushing everybody else's weight, which is like. It, it really is true. <laughs> that, that's a great perspective. I didn't think about that, but you're exactly right. I mean, I mean, right now we're seeing a, cons I mean, I don't know what we're, did the log record, I, I, I kind of missed it. Cause I know after clash, it didn't happen. You, did you ever hit the 300 log in, in a competition yet? Not yet. Um, at the last clash was the closest I got, which was, I mean, I'm still stoked about that. That thing was here on my face. Yeah, it was. 300 yeah. pounds weighing at 180. So it's like, I didn't get it, but I was so excited. You couldn't bring me down for anything. 
you um, know, and that, that was a bit different too, because I think in, in fairness to everybody that was competing for a record that day, it was something kind of new that none of us really saw or experienced before because it wasn't just ramp up and get out there and do it. There was a lot of television stuff coming into play and warming up and that sort of thing. I think it was a great opportunity and a real big lesson learned and kind of how to do it right the next time sort of thing. No knock yeah. on clash, but did, wouldn't you kind of agree to some, not to give you an excuse, but just to say to some degree, that was a big learning curve for the strongman community. It was definitely a big learning curve, um, especially with the records. Records are all about timing. So if yes. you tell your people, okay, go start warming up, we got maybe 30, 45 minutes where we're in that peak warm-up time. And then if you go, oh, hey, guys, sorry, we're going to push it back 30 minutes, that throws everybody yeah. off. So that's the only reason I think that a lot of us missed because uh, yeah. we just, we've been sitting. We got cold. We warmed up, then sat again, then warmed up, then sat again. So it's like... We do got to work on that timing for that. Um, And then at the last second, they also told us, hey, if you miss your second attempt, you do not get a third. They told us that when we were standing right at the podium, like the platforms like, so that just all my numbers. So it's like, because you had, okay, 290, 295, three. Oh, uh, I don't get a third. Okay, we're just gonna go for three and go balls yeah. out. Yeah, that's like being at a power lift to meet, right? Let's just do yeah. our third lift first and just you know see what happens. Well, exactly. in all fairness, though, it was a learning curve. I mean, we yeah. we know that that opportunity was something we were gonna grow from. And, and listen, we've we've done that throughout the sport, right? With how these uh the how these competitions are being managed now logistically, mm-hmm. we're making them more consumer friendly. We're able to well, you know, you've been a part of the Clash series or at least in the eighty twos. They move fast. Oh, I mean, yeah. if you're not conditioned as an athlete, you're gonna you're falling behind you're in these die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even as conditioned as we are, um, because of middleweights, we're pretty conditioned, we're pretty yeah. fast. Um, as soon as we got off, we maybe had about 15 minutes, but that's where I gave the clash crew just the biggest kudos, yeah. the biggest high five. Because as soon as you came out, that was that wet towel. They're pulling your sleeves off, they're pulling your shoes off, they're like, What do you need? What do we got? Where's your bag? And it was like they helped you get in and out of there because I would have been a chicken with his head cut off trying to breathe, trying to get my equipment yeah. back on and go out there mindset for the next event. So it was just like, you got you're, it. You're right. They deserve a ton of credit <laughs> being able to pull that off. I mean, I got to witness it kind of behind the scenes at Clash of the Coast when I was just kind of getting content for, for all the stuff that I do here and watching everybody kind of move collectively to make sure and even pull that off. Yeah, it's kind of fun to see because really what we're doing is we're making this sport more consumer friendly because we know we have to pull these events off in a reasonable time frame. It's just the athletes now that kind of have to make that adjustment in their training to some degree. How do you prepare for that yourself? I mean, you're not taking four minute breaks between sets anymore, I'm sure. No. So what he's actually started doing is um, you're not going to do your lifts until you're actually exhausted. So what we'll do is we'll maybe do our accessories first or we'll do our heavy lifts first. And he's like, all right, you got five minutes. You're going to jump on that. And so it's getting into the mindset of, yeah, I'm out of breath figure it out figure it out because we got to go so it's just getting you into that i can lift things when i'm tired mindset instead of panicking you know <laughs> yeah no i it's, it's it's i agree with that methodology entirely i really do and it, and I, uh, just a short example is i've got taylor gone coaching me right now for osg and um i yeah just i kind of feel that way but you know what I, i'm also seeing the progress of it Good. you know because you're right lifting exhausted is and that's what how you compete let's face it outside of that first event you're breathing through the rest of it pretty heavily yeah <laughs> and if you let what this you- stop you're done you can't let the doubt into your head like oh hell no nope you're not tired we'll sleep later we'll breathe later you gotta push it out of the back of your head or you're not gonna make it through and that's never been your style nadia from what i see of you competing in in, in those events that i've watched i mean you've always had a very sort of you have this fortitude with your thinking it looks like when you're in competition you're not one to be, you're kind of even keeled. Is that a good way to describe kind of the way you're going through these comps? 
yeah, I really try to. Um, and again, I have to attest that a lot to my coach um, because even in training, he's like, he's always got that, just that calm demeanor. Right. We're not, we're not a big, loud, grunty, yelly kind of gym. We're very methodical. We're very, very quiet. We're very, what do you want to say? Almost silent waters type lifting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cause we don't have big deadlift setups where we're yelling and slapping and screaming. We're standing there staring at the bar probably for about 10 seconds before we pick it up. So it's a very, like you had said, a methodical way of, of coaching and training here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I've kind of, that's kind of my thing too. I, I appreciate that. No, not, not to say I don't appreciate sort of the other way people kind of get gear themselves up to, to perform, but uh, there's certainly something to be said about kind of being more focused on, on that implement or on that lift and, you know, and what you're doing, what, what event are you looking forward to the most out there at clashes? Do you have a, I know you're a, you're a big presser. You're, you're also a, a very good puller. I mean, there's not really a weakness I see in you, but is there something you prefer over the other? Is there an event in this group of events that you kind of look at and go, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. So for this uh, particular show, I'm actually looking forward to the log axle combination. Yeah. It's a two of my top strengths and they put them in a one event. So I was like, I thought they made like that, that for you, Nadia. I'm not going to lie. I thought the, I thought that I was like, what the hell are they doing playing favorites here? This is ridiculous. So I was like, it's only the second event too. So if I can get a really good lead um, on the second event, well, I mean, the first one yeah. too, going uh, back to back with Hannah is probably going to come down to it for the bag record, but really looking forward to that log axle because I can Viper. I haven't seen anybody really Viper the logs. It takes me about 10 seconds right onto that axle and just hammer away. So no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That Viper could separate you real quick from that pack. If you don't fumble it at all, you can get it up right up and over. Yeah, that's, I thought that as well. When I looked at that event, I was like, wow, this is like custom made for you. It, it really was. <laughs> Uh, you know, there was a, what was the other event that I thought was interesting? Cause well, that's interesting, right? So now we're seeing these different variations of these movements, mm -hmm. like at clash of the eighties and clash of the one Oh five qualifier this last weekend, we saw that weight over bar, right. which was a rising bar with the same bag. And then they had a heavier bag for a the stationary bar, mm -hmm. which was very cool. And now we see this combination event with a log and a, which I think might arguably be the first time I've ever seen that done maybe outside of a big medley. No, I think it's going to be completely separate. Mm -hmm. That's never been done before because you're never going to really put a press in a deadlift because uh, I had to completely rewire my outfit. Because yes. normally I oh. have my knee sleeves, I have my wrist straps, my elbow sleeves, doing log yeah. completely raw and then just jumping into the deadlift with just straps. So I had to figure out what my body wanted to do with the log without like my shoes, for example, your platforms. Oh. It makes a whole difference. So that was very yeah. interesting. And yeah, I about. didn't think of that dynamic at all, but you're exactly right. I mean, yeah, I wonder... Uh. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, maybe, I, I won't air this until after the show. Cause maybe you got a little bit of advantage here. Cause that's something you just don't think about. Oh, I've posted it. So you're fine. <laughs> oh, are you? Okay, good. Well, I guess I won't be blowing your secret then, but that's, that, that's interesting, right? Cause now there's these different caveats when it comes to these events, if they're going to get kind of creative like this, that it does kind of pose a question as to kind of the gear you're wearing into it and yeah, how you're right. What's more important to you, right? As far mm -hmm. as the gear to press or the gear to pull the, pull the weight. I mean, because one yeah. or the other you're going to have to lean towards. Yeah. And I think one of the other events in here that I, uh, that I thought was cool was the Trump sandbag event. Um, yeah, kind of interesting. I mean, it, it gives you kind of a couple different ways to go about it. I, I think every one of you are probably going, OK, let's just lap and shoulder the biggest bag we can get. But ultimately, you can lap all the bags if you want. Right. I mean, or pick one and lap it repeatedly. How do you understand the rules to that? Because I was trying to get with Tyler to understand that a little myself before the show. Oh, um, that was just a Trump sandbag. So I think they put out uh, one sandbag, same like, like a deadlift. Everybody yeah. picks, move on to the next bag. Everybody picks it, move on to the next bag. Um, okay. This process of elimination, uh, last man standing. 
I think yeah. they're going all the way up to a 300 bag. So yeah. far, I've got the 250. It wasn't too hard. So I think as long as I can get it to my lap, I can get it to my shoulder. So that's, gotcha. that's what I'm trying to go for. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of have a feeling that everybody's going to kind of fall in the middle there. That might be one of those timing, oh, so more of a, based on timing than it will be kind of who went the heaviest on that. But, yeah. of course, then we get to my favorite event, which I appreciated so much at Clash at the Coast which was one of the first times I've seen it in a big competition. Of course, you probably have seen it several times was the uh, last man standing stone over bar, right? Cause you guys are doing the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. ours is a 250 stone, which is, it's a good weight, but it's not too heavy that we can't do it. Um, it's just going to you last man standing and just going. Um, it's actually one of my favorite tiebreakers that they'll throw in at the end of a show sometimes. So it's like stones is always going to be one of my For favorites. Sure. I love it. I totally agree. I mean, it's the most iconic event in strong men and strong women. We can all agree on that. Everybody's going to talk about the stones. Everybody that's even seen strong men out there talks about the big boulders, the stones. Rocks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rocks. I mean, and we kind of relate as normal people too, right? Cause we've all been somewhere where we tried to kick a big stone or pick it up. And so it does have that appeal to it, which I think is important from a consumer standpoint. Maybe that's why it's always resonated with a lot of people, but yeah. why I like this event the most of course, is because we get to see that true, 100% full send type of attitude on this where there is not really any outside of that last guy going where you're going for that number or last gal going, you're leaving it all on the table in that event. You're probably yeah. going to see a lot of blood, a lot of tears, a lot of pee. You're just going to, because this particular <laughs> group that they put together, we don't give a fuck. So we're no, you don't. all out there. I don't care if my eyelashes on the floor over there, so I'm stuck <laughs> to the stone. we're still going. So yeah. this is a gung-ho group, so I'm actually really looking forward to it. Oh, boy, I tell you, I am too. That event is just the best. I just love seeing that, and the consumer, the crowd just loves it. it, it you couldn't ask for a better event in Strongman or Strongwoman right now. One of the foundations. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Now, you're 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 going to go back to defend at OSG this year, aren't you? Yeah. Great. Are you, are you, this is sort of a bit of a warm-up for that then for you, isn't it? Although the events don't really correlate. Well, kind of, I guess, sandbag. I guess there's a yoke. A couple of them do. So you're training – probably kind of transfers over pretty well because you're going to come right back home take a few days off and get right into your prep for that right yeah that is the next one um and there's kind of a lot of crossovers like there's dumbbell and clash there's a dumbbell ladder and OSG. Oh, true. uh there's the car yoke there's yoke um there's always stones at the end there's stones um and then there's sandbag and then there's sandbag so there's a oh, lot of yeah just yeah there's four events there so, sure technically you've already been training it's not yeah yeah much. well you got i'm and with your team i'm sure you've already calculated all this and how you need to how you need to do it and go into training for this and kind of, it's a, I'm surprised there's not more involvement in this show. I was a little bit surprised. We had a few dropouts at the last minute. It's not going to take away from the show at all. I think every time we see a big show come about now in this clash series, as a fan of the sport, we always look at the top 10 or top 15 in these classes and just pray they can all make it because <laughs> we want to see that rivalry, that head to head. Do you have a rivalry yourself? Do you have, one or two gals that you enjoy competing against the most that you both just seem to get the most out of each other because there's that rivalry type of spirit between you. Is there one or two girls that you would think qualify for that with you? Um, honestly, no, like uh, to be completely honest, I actually don't follow a lot of my competitors just to stay in my own space. Okay. Um, I'm not into the drama scene, the rivalry. Like there's a lot of the guys that talk shit back and forth trying to get hyped yeah. for the show. I'm just like, then leave me in my corner in my training. I'll see you on the floor. And that's the only thing I say. So not yeah. really rivalries. I don't have beef with anyone. There's no drama. I'm just here to lift the weights and have a good time. So. Yeah, I mean, the beef and drama can stay home for sure. I think the guys do it a lot just for the kind of the, the the showmanship of it, you know. And 
because you always see him having a beer after the show anyhow, because we yeah. know it's always left out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but the best part about the way you do it, actually, Nadia, is that you actually you actually perform. Hey, when you're the world champ, when you're when you're uh, queen of the mountain, for goodness sake, you can act any damn way you want. And you're going to get respect for it because what you put into the sport is nothing short of every bit you got. And we can all appreciate that. I think that's why, believe it or not, despite how cool, calm and collective you are and kind of hiding in your own corner, we all know who you are. I appreciate that. Like I said, I like to think of myself as still waters. Um, I'm very, I'm going to keep to myself. I'm very quiet, but I'm going to leave it all out on the floor. So where do you think, oh, I don't know. She's quiet. She's just over there. I'm like, it's just called be, be still, be still. Yeah. Still waters is something that I've been told my entire life. Still waters run deep and they're the most dangerous. So the ones you got to watch out for. Yeah, I would say that probably is the best way to define who you are and what you do in the sport, because while you're being that way, everybody's always trying to get you in their peripheral because they want to know what the hell you're doing and how you're doing it. So I appreciate you coming on with me today. I really do. I've been forward to this moment for a long time since I met you down at Clash and Prior. And of course, I'm going to see you down at OSG and I can't wait to watch you compete down there. And uh, in the meantime, have a, have a great time this weekend and, and good luck. Thank you so much. Like, great, great to talk to you. I was like, we hadn't got touch to talk. Always talking to Darren, but it's great to see your face. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Nadia. And say Thank good you. luck. Uh, tell Jacob we said hello, and uh, we'll see you guys down at OSG, and we'll watch you on ADL Live this weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Have a All good right. one. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.